welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is key lesson 137 When I am healed, I am not healed alone. When I am healed, I am not healed alone. Today's idea remains the central thought on which salvation rests. And that is why this is a key lesson. For healing is the opposite of all the world's ideas which dwell on sickness and on separate states. Sickness is a retreat from others and a shutting off of joining. It becomes a door that closes on a separate self and keeps it isolated and alone. Sickness is isolation, for it seems to keep oneself apart from all the rest, to suffer what the others do not feel. It gives the body final power to make the separation real and keep the mind in solitary prison, split apart and held in pieces by a solid wall of sickened flesh, which it cannot surmount. Sickness develops in the body when we believe that we are separate. There is no sickness when there is total oneness. That's why it says being split apart and held in pieces by a solid wall of sickened flesh. In yesterday's lesson, it was talking about the illusion of all of the separate pieces being whole in and of themselves. So continuing this, the world obeys the laws that sickness serves but healing operates apart from them. It is impossible that anyone could be healed alone. In sickness, in sickness must he be apart and separate. But healing is his own decision to be one again and to accept his true self, capital S, with all its parts, capital I, intact and unassailed. In sickness, 
does his true self appear to be dismembered and without the unity that gives it life. But healing is accomplished when he sees that the body has no power to attack the universal oneness of God's Son. The body itself, when we understand the oneness of our minds with each other and with God, the body itself is just a tool. It has no power. So continuing. Sickness would prove that lies must be the truth, but healing demonstrates that truth is true. The separation that sickness would impose has never really happened. To be healed is merely to accept what has always been the simple truth and always will remain exactly as it has forever been. Yet eyes that are accustomed to illusions must be shown that what they look upon is false. So healing, which was never needed by the truth, must demonstrate that sickness is not real. Healing might thus be called a counter-dream, which cancels out the dream of sickness in the name of truth, but not in truth itself. Because if sickness isn't real, healing is not really needed. Just as forgiveness overlooks all sins that never were accomplished, healing only removes illusions that have not occurred. Just as the real world will arise to take the place of what has never been at all, healing only offers restitution for imagined states and false ideas which dreams embroider into the pictures of the truth. Yet think not that healing is unworthy of your function here. On the... In the previous paragraph, it was talking about, oh, but it's, you know, sickness was never really real, so healing isn't really needed. Yet, here it says that it is still an important thing to do because it says, for Antichrist becomes more powerful than Christ to those who dream that the world is real. The body seems to be more solid and more stable than the mind. And love becomes a dream, while fear remains the one reality that can be seen and justified and fully understood. Just as forgiveness shines away all sin and the real world will occupy the place of what you made, so healing must replace the fantasies of sickness which you hold before the simple truth. When sickness has been seen to disappear in spite of all the laws that hold that it cannot but be real. So when sickness has been seen to disappear in spite of all the laws that say that it absolutely is real. Then questions have been answered. And the laws can be no longer cherished nor obeyed. Healing is freedom for it demonstrates that dreams will not prevail against the truth. Healing is shared, 
and by this attribute it proves that laws unlike the ones which hold that sickness is inevitable are more potent than their sickly opposites. So since healing is shared, it is much more powerful than the idea that sickness is inevitable. Healing is strength, for by its gentle hand is weakness overcome, and minds that are walled off within a body are free to join with other minds to be forever strong. Healing, forgiveness, and the glad exchange of all the world of sorrow for a world where sadness cannot enter are the means by which the Holy Spirit urges you to follow him. His gentle lessons teach how easily salvation can be yours, how little practice you need to undertake to let his laws replace the ones that you made to hold yourself a prisoner to death. His life becomes your own as you extend the little help he asks in freeing you from everything that ever caused you pain. And as you let yourself be healed, you see all those around you or who cross your mind or whom you touch or those who seem to have no contact with you at all healed along with you. So once we recognize that we are one, and we really grasp this, then we see everyone else as healed and whole and well also. Perhaps you will not recognize them all, nor realize how great your offering is to all the world when you let healing come to you, but you are never healed alone. And legions upon legions will receive the gift that you receive when you are healed. Those who are healed become the instruments of healing. Nor does time elapse between the instant they are healed and all the grace of healing it is given them to give. What is opposed to God does not exist and who can accept it not within his mind becomes a haven where the weary can remain to rest. For here is truth bestowed, and here are all illusions brought to truth. Now I want to go back over that because these last few sentences really took me a while to pull them together. <clears throat> Those who are healed become the instruments of healing. That I don't have a problem with. That's logical. Nor does time elapse between the instant they are healed and all the grace of healing it is given to them to give. So, when someone receives a healing, they become instruments of healing. And no time elapses between the time that they are healed and the time that the grace of healing is given to them to give to others. So, continuing, what is opposed to God does not exist, and who accepts it not within his mind becomes a haven where the weary can remain to rest. So, 
if what is opposed to God does not exist. Anybody who can accept that, that what is opposed to God does not exist, accept that within their mind, that person then becomes a haven where, where weary people can connect with them and stay there and rest. For in this quiet place, in this mind that knows that what is opposed to God does not exist, this is where truth is bestowed. And here are all illusions brought to truth. Would you not offer shelter to God's will? You only invite your true self to be at home. And can this invitation be refused? Ask the inevitable to occur, and you, you will never fail. The other choice is but to ask what cannot be to be, and this cannot succeed. Today, we ask that only truth will occupy our minds, that thoughts of healing will this day go forth from what is healed to what, mu what must yet be healed, aware that they will both occur as one. We will remember as the hour strikes that our function is to let our minds be healed. To let our minds be healed. That we may carry healing to the world, exchanging curse for blessing, pain for joy, and separation for the peace of God. Is not a minute of the hour worth giving to receive a gift like this? Is not a little time a small expense to offer for the gift of everything? Yet, must we be prepared for such a gift? And so we will begin the day with this, and give ten minutes to these thoughts with which we will conclude today at night as well. And this is what we will begin with. <clears throat> when I am healed, I am not healed alone, and I would share my healing with the world that sickness may be banished from the mind of God's one Son, who is my only true self. Let healing be through you this very day, and as you rest in quiet, be prepared to give as you receive to hold but what you give, and to receive the word of God to take the place of all the foolish thoughts that ever were imagined. Now we come together to make well all that was sick and offer blessing where there was attack. Nor will we let this function be forgot as every hour of the day slips by, remembering our purpose with this thought. When I am healed, I am not healed alone, and I would bless my brothers, for I would be healed with them as they are healed with me. So at the beginning of the day, 10 minutes on, when I am healed, I am not healed alone, and I would share my healing with the world, that sickness may be banished from the mind of God's one Son, who is my only self. And then one minute, Every hour, when I am healed, I am not healed alone, 
and I would bless my brothers, for I would be healed with them as they are healed with me. of the mind. When the mind is healed, the body as well. Today, I wish you a day of wellness. Many blessings. Namaste. Namaste.